outside. Absolutely right. Comes Kofi. Welcome to Die Hard on a Podcast, and we are doing a special episode number 69. 69. Episode 69, and we are doing WrestleMania, because WrestleMania, it was awesome. I was very impressed this year. Should we, should we uh, put intro, intro music here? Intro music here. <laughs> Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Hey, motherfucker. Like we're on an express train to hell at 150 miles an hour. You must be Lanny Slater. No, to you it's Mr. Slater. Drop your gun. Drop it. Some people are trying to kill me. Welcome to the party, pal! Well, excuse me for still believing that Sunday walks in the park and little babies. Uh, yeah, and we've got intro music, outro music. We are freaking on top of shit, man. It's crazy. So, um, I don't know. I was I, Normally, I get really mad about WrestleMania because it lets me down, but I actually wasn't let down for once this year. Oh, yeah? Uh, there was quite a few good matches. Do you remember last year's at all? Not really. No, I, <laughs> I forget what happened. I think it was the... I, yeah, I think it was. What did happen? There was. There had to be something big. Yeah, I remember. I remember I called off work to go to it. Or I mean, I'm sorry, I did not call off work. I took a pre-approved uh, vacation, personal day for yes. it. <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> yeah, to watch it. Um, but yeah, I don't remember it a whole lot. No, I don't remember anything. But this had. I mean, I guess we could just. <laughs> I guess we could talk about the pre-show. Which had uh, some fantastic matches on it. <laughs> yeah, I really like the, the pre-show. I think might have tore the whole thing up, man. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. I don't know about that. But, uh, well, wait, does the, did the Kurt Hawkins match? Did that count as pre-show or was that regular? Yeah, that was. Mania? I think that was pre-show. I loved that match. I thought that was fantastic, <laughs> man. That was that was my favorite match of yeah the pre-show for sure. <laughs> the funny thing with that is. You were texting me. I'll tell the audience. You were texting me, going, "Who the fuck is Kurt Hawkins?" Yeah, I know. I knew who he was. Um, and it sucks because I'm not a regular watcher of Raw and SmackDown now. I, like I do watch it, um, but yeah. now that my days off have changed, it's not as easy. So the only time I can ever really watch it is when I um, at, at my friend's house and they haven't happened to watch it yet. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like, if you watch it on the Hulu version, you also probably wouldn't know who Kurt Hawkins is because right. they cut they cut about half of it, half of the the showdown for Hulu. But the funny thing is about that match was, I'm pretty sure they got that push because they do a podcast. Him and Zachary do a podcast about wrestling, wrestling figures. Really, and it, I think it's I think it's doing like really really well. And I think that's how they kind of got kind of like kind got of themselves a nice. Nice little push, because they used to wrestle back in the day together. Okay. As the, as the major brothers. Right, I don't remember that. <laughs> and then they became, they became Edgeheads. They're like Edge's entourage for a bit. Oh, really? See, I did not know that either. This is all because I listen to the podcast, so that's the only reason I know any of this stuff, because okay. I, I didn't know who the, 
if these guys were either. Nice. And they have. And the, is the podcast pretty good or like? Yeah, yeah. All they all they do is literally talk about wrestling figures, like and that's like buying them and selling them, and then just like then they're just like talking about like the best figure of some series and shit like that. It's just like, and I don't even collect those figures. And I don't even know what half the time to, I have to look up the figures they're talking about. Right. But like, it's just like an hour of them just like nerding out about these like action figures. That's kind of impressive. I, I'm sure Paul would be really impressed. Uh, now, I don't know if it's as good as Grimm's Toy Show. I don't know if you've ever seen Grimm's Toy Show on YouTube. No, what's up? Um, he is a guy who is like obsessed with WWE figures like so much that there was an episode of like my strange hobbies or my strange addiction about him yeah. because he has like 30,000 WWE action figures. Um, okay. But he does a YouTube channel where he like acts out little freaking stories with these, uh, with these <clears throat> wrestling figures. And it's hilarious. Like, you know, I mean, he's a grown man. He's probably in his forties, <laughs> but he has the sense of humor of a child playing with toys. So it's really pretty funny. And, um, well, they, they, a lot of times they talk about like like buying figures in high school, and like Kurt Hawkins would talk about like yeah, I was buying these figures in high school, and basically like I do like entire like raw episodes with like I plan it out, <laughs> and like I got I got this entire like raw episode up until like a pay per view. <laughs> like like wow, like, wow. But I, I'm pretty sure they got that push because then you got the revival on the other side. I don't know if you know about these guys. No. They they keep they've been asking about like to be released. Because they don't like how they've been like booked or whatever, right? So I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure it was like, oh, these guys are coming, like you know, they have a little little bit of like momentum behind them, and these guys don't like where they're at, even though they're the tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Let's make them lose to the guy who's got the biggest losing yeah, streak. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Two hundred and sixty-nine matches in a row. Yeah, something like that. I actually <laughs> thought that would. I, I thought they were going to go with that a little more. Like that would be a really. Uh, Kind of a good gimmick is that this guy's on an epic world record-setting losing tr- losing streak. I thought when they said that, I thought, oh, they're not going to let this guy win. They got to milk that, you know. <laughs> That's what I thought too. But I was like, I think the revival is sort of like sort of like like so vocal about wanting to leave that they're just like, you know what? All right, we're gonna have you lose to like our worst. Not our worst people is like the the I don't know, the biggest job job right. there is right now. Right. A guy who's epically freaking bad. Um, now, do do they want to go to AEW? Is that the story with them? Or I think so. I think that's that, that's the plan. They want to go there because I think I think the young bucks have called them out before for some reason. Or Cody has. Right. It's really weird huh. because like like on their trunks it says hashtag FTR. Right. Which is fuck the revival. Okay, yeah, 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 and, 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 yeah. And I've like actually Cody... seen the little AEW segments where they sit there and diss on the revival. Yeah, so it must be a, like it must be just like a thing. It's like they want to wrestle these guys, right? And I think their I think their revival is really good. Just right, and now that is actually where um, Patrick has a, a fan theory that uh, like this conspiracy theory that AEW is actually in cahoots with WWE. And that yeah. like Vince set up Cody Rhodes with all the <laughs> tools because he wanted to make his product, uh, like you know, fresh again, via some competition. I don't think I buy <laughs> that. I don't buy that either. No. I, I'm gonna say that uh, because just because Vince is such an egomaniac, I don't think that he would do something and not take credit for it. You know, he would just buy up everybody and then just fucking bury him like he normally does. Right. Right. <laughs> 
Um, speaking of which, I've been really, I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast about how I've been really enjoying NWA. Um, I think it's really smart of them to kind of not try and edge into television and to just worry about trying to really establish a good uh, YouTube presence or like a good internet presence. Who's that? Uh, NWA has been rebooted by Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's that's his company. Yeah, and um, okay. it's his company, and and it's kind of like the whole idea is that it's like the old system where it's not really one company; it's a bunch of small indie companies that have come together. Like ROH is in it, and uh, I can't remember all the different territories, but it's like back to the it's built back the territory system, and then the YouTube show basically just shows highlights from around the country of the different NWA matches. And um, the big thing that's great about it is the show is extremely well produced. Uh, okay. If you, if you get a chance, type in NWA Wrestling and, and watch some of the, the YouTube of it. Like, it's really nice to see some a product that's that clean. Um, now, my big problem so far is there haven't really been any wrestlers in it that have really captured my imagination. But I feel like, <laughs> yeah. like with such a low overhead where it's like, they don't have to spend a bunch of money trying to get on television. They don't have to spend a bunch of money going around on tour. They don't really even have to spend all that much money on promotions because they're just uniting different promoters that, you know, over a little bit of time, that there mm -hmm. will be some real stars that emerge from that. Who's the biggest? Can you name, like, one of the, who's, like, that's anybody? The champion it's... right now is the guy who, he's got a different name. I'll, let me look it up real quick. Uh, he was Magnus okay. in TNA. Um, if you know who Magnus was in TNA, he's okay. No, I just recently, I've, I've only recently watched a few uh, TNA shows because I have, I got Pluto TV and they have a whole station basically right. dedicated to Impact Wrestling. Okay. So I've watched, I've, I've watched a few of those, but I don't know. Every time I watch that, it just seems like, I mean, I hate to say this, like, tell me, but it sounds like there's just like, like people with a lot of problems with wrestling that they're wrestling each other that shouldn't be wrestling each other just like seem like they shouldn't be right it's always like like jeff hardy versus like kurt angle i'm like should they be wrestling each other like they look like they're like and they're always like then like and you've seen them come back to wwe but you've heard that they've had problems so it's like is this when they're having problems i'm like i'm scared to watch this match because right. well, like, what's gonna happen and plus they have like the was it i think the octagon Shaped one, uh -huh. like the five, the five sided ring or whatever. Right. Them. That's so I haven't been able to, I haven't really been able to get into those guys much. But uh, I was real into them when Jay Lethal was into it. In it. Yeah. Um, but that was ten years ago. You know, uh, Nick Aldis is the guy's name now. Mm. Um, and yeah, no, but it's got some really good promotions. <clears throat> um, that would be freaking really have like potential uh now i don't know if a aew is involved in it or not um but i'd really I'd like to see what happens with aew i feel like it's going to be the most amazing thing ever or it's going to be so terrible that you can't watch it like there's not you're not going to go oh yeah that was okay i, I think yeah some of that stuff it's really like i i watch like some of that stuff on youtube because i don't the, whatever i just i've 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 casually follow those guys they just don't have time to watch so much wrestling right but i, I find out that they, like, all those guys matches like entertaining but i don't know if i could 
see, I don't know. It's like a whole promotion of those guys. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. Like TV, like TV wrestling, I think is different than what they do. Yeah. I think. And some of it, I mean, it's, I mean, Kenny Omega's great. Young Bucks are fine. Some of those guys are really good. Chris Jericho's, you know, fun. Right. But it's a different, it's like a different style, I think. And I'm, it just depends on if that style kind of clicks with everybody, like with the casual kind of fans. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and that's kind of the tough thing is like winning over the guy who doesn't really want to work to go see wrestling, who just wants to see it, you know? Yeah, it's it's because like on another podcast they were talking about like, yeah, in the internet world these guys are big, but do people who who are watching casual Raw, casual WrestleMania know who these guys are or care to know who these guys are? Right. If they're not in in WWE, I mean, even that like NXT, a lot of people don't watch. NXT that watch yeah, Raw. Yeah, and I really so, enjoy NXT a lot. Um, yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm more, I'm more interested in indie wrestling. I'm more interested mm. in seeing the guys that are hungry and going out and breaking themselves to, to get over. Um, speaking <laughs> of which, at the ROH show, uh, my friends and I last Sunday watched, we went to see a house show, an ROH house show in Baltimore. And uh, mm. there's this guy. His name is PCL, right? Yeah. And um, he is in a freaking tag team called Villain Enterprises. And PCL, let me see if I can't get the Wikipedia on him real quick. He was a jobber in the late 90s. Like at the beginning of the Attitude Era, he was a jobber. He was in the tag team, the Quebecers. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I put that guy up. Doesn't he have like a? Doesn't he wear like an eye patch or something? Yeah, and he's um he's a freaking old dude. Yeah, and he is freaking crazy, crazy over right now because he's like he doesn't care, you know. And yeah. he's, he's, <laughs> it's like one of those things like where you get really get the feeling like I'm gonna get over or I'm gonna kill myself doing it, but yeah, I'm not. I'm pulling out all the stops. And um, their their match it was the Villain Enterprises versus the Briscoe Brothers, and it was easily the match of the night. Like I mean, they they ripped the freaking roof off of that house. It was so crazy. Everybody was on their feet. Like because every time he does something, like mm. it's over the top, and it looks like he's gonna die. Like he does. He did three moonsaults, and each one looked like he broke his <laughs> neck. Like you know, you went, "Oh my god, that poor bastard!" I hope he's okay. You know, like. Because it's so sloppy <laughs> and nasty, it's great. It's so much fun. Who's his? Who's his tag team partner? Who's that? Uh, let me look. I'm trying to uh, find Marty Skrull. No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. No, Marty Skrull's not in it. I, I take that back. It's. Let me see. A villain. Is he involved with those guys? Because he's the villain. So. Yeah, I think maybe he is the part of part of it. Um, I wish it would come up and give me some. Uh, some Wikipedia so I can see it. The Ring of Honor, Skrull, PCL, and I don't know who this other guy is. <laughs> Random dude. Yeah, it, it's just so amazing. I'm trying my hardest to find this. Now, um, <laughs> Silas Young had an awesome uh, freaking match, too. Um, but okay. Of, but of course, um, they. What was like the main event? Uh, Jay Lethal versus somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> somebody I'd never heard of. 
Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. And I cannot find on the internet here where he is in the freaking, who's all in the villain. I even Googled Villain Enterprises members, and it says Marty Skrull, and that's it. <laughs> I'm sure if people do actually listen Brody to this, they were interested. Brody King is the other guy. Okay. Okay, I think I did that guy, too. I hear this guy's name brought up a lot, and I always Google them every time. Yeah, and that Skrull guy, Marty Skrull, is, like, super over in ROH. Like, everybody was wearing his T-shirts there. Yeah, I think he's over. I had one of his shirts because I have, I got, like, a wrestling crate, and, like, his shirt was, like, the featured shirt. Nice. It's a cool shirt because I had to look him up afterwards. I was like, who's this guy? Because the shirt is basically, like, a, a Haunted Mansion-themed uh, shirt with, like, his, like, like the Hatbox Ghost style, and, and it's, like, I didn't realize it was that until like, like two weeks later when I was wearing it. I was like, wait a second. This is a Haunted Mansion yeah. theme shirt. This is even better. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling in the Haunted Mansion. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, did it say Party with Marty on the back? Because I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> no. No, it just says the villain on it. So. Yeah. With his weird like mask and his umbrella and stuff. So. Mm. Good so what other... What, I'm trying other to matches some were... other matches. Uh, now, I loved when the spot in the um, Battle Royal where the one dude was about to suplex the other dude and Braun Strowman just came and kicked him right back, kicked them both off of the mat. That was awesome. <laughs> one dude kicks another dude. <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a spot. Like the freaking, I, I can't remember, but it's, I can't remember the names. I need to, to write down the names of who was in the spots that I really liked. There was one guy who was about to suplex another guy, and then Braun Strowman came and kicked them both. And he ended up suplexing him like outside of the ring, and it was brutal. I think I was in on that one because I was like, the, the Saturday Live guys were just like, I, I don't really give a shit about this thing. And right. Of course, Braun Strowman wins it, so I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. He's on the pre show. Colin Josh made yeah. it to the end, though. So, you know, I know. That's that's pretty pretty awesome. like, they both did, and they almost won. <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty cool if they had upset him. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't like see it been... really happening, but it would have been cool if it had happened. <laughs> it, would, it would have been sad for Braun Strowman, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he don't have a whole lot going on for him. Yeah, what's up with that, man? He must have angered somebody, as I keep saying. He has to Yeah, because he was out. all over the place, and then they kind of just... Of course, WWE is really good for doing that. Is like you know, giving somebody this big push and then not following through with it. Um, speaking of which, Kofi Kingston, Kofi Mania. That was an amazing match too. That was like, yeah, you know, that was exactly like if you were in wrestling school and they wanted to teach wrestling psychology, <clears throat> they would show a match like that. You know, because it it really told a story and. A lot of times in WWE, you don't they don't have they don't give them enough time to really properly tell a story. Well, it's like uh, the the finally the, the very next match was Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, which should have been a a fantastic match, but like just nobody gave a shit about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's see, and that's kind of the Booker's fault too. Is yeah, you shouldn't yeah. have put something that was so amazing energy up against something that was moderate energy, you know, uh, which, yeah. I mean, that was kind of their problem too, with them may, having the, the women's main event was, you know, you couldn't have them to like uh, follow Daniel Bryant and Kofi Kingston, you know, it, would, it wouldn't have any meaning at all because everybody would be so exhausted from the energy they spend on this Kofi Kingston match, you know, it was like the Batista triple H match. Like 
his entrance took like 10 minutes of course right and like it was just like a bunch of I think it was just like two old guys kind of like beating the crap out of each other with stuff. So yeah, yeah. It was like at that point, I was like, "Can we just get to the main event, please? That'd be awesome." Right. And then, how was the main event? Um, on, for our audience, so I actually had to work. I did not call off work. <laughs> I went into work to, last night, so I I didn't get to see the Triple H match and or the uh, Ronda Rousey match. I mean, the Triple like I said, Triple H and Batista match was. I probably need to rewatch it because at the time I was watching it, I was I was a little over it. Mm-hmm. I don't. don't Patisse is a fine person. I don't think he's a very good wrestler. <laughs> I yeah. mean, he, he tripped going into the ring, which and like it was all downhill from there. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's like, a little weird. And but the main event was really good. I mean, Ronda Rousey is fucking trash. I don't care. Like. Yeah. She kept talking. She kept talking the entire time and calling everybody bitches and stuff. I'm like, what are you like? What are you doing? Like, what is that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, You're so trashed. I, I I don't get it. Like, I mean, I kind of do. Yeah. That you know, you spend all this money on this huge name who's recognizable outside of the freaking wrestling world, but I mean, build her up. You know, like give her a year in the freaking <clears throat> mid card to you know kind of get established and get the fans behind her because the fans are definitely not behind her like it's one of those things that it's like it's not what we want it's what stephanie mcmahon wanted and you know you're there's no credibility with it you know yeah i was like i think she was fine up until i don't know i think they were expecting becky lynch to get such a huge get such uh such momentum behind her i think so that's like you can't cheer for both of them, and they were just like, "Oh wait, we want Becky to win now." So Ronda, you can go, yeah, go away. Well, Becky's way better, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I, mean, I think she-, she got her face broken by Nia Jax. Did you Did you ever see that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the greatest thing. That was so insane, and and like she was so cool because it was like her face was little legitimately smashed, and she was just like, "Fuck it, I don't care." <laughs> I mean that's basically what when the the crowd turned on Ronda I think is that night. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. from then on it was like nope we want Becky to. <laughs> yeah, and like you know they they were like well let's turn Becky heel that'll help and it actually got everybody behind her more as a heel. Yeah, I mean the problem with that is like they started leaning into the heelishness which she turned her into a face again. Right. So towards the end there it was a little more just like she was just cutting promos about how awesome. Yeah, she was type of thing instead of just like, just being like I don't care. Like she was more like playing to the audience more than right. what she should have been. She should have been more just like I'm like fuck you guys, fuck these guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like what she she could have said anything at that point and she would have been fine. So she should have just like leaned into the the role a little bit. But that's yeah, I agree. And what, you know, I there. think if they really wanted to freaking get Ronda Rousey over, they should just straight up turn her into a heel. Well, I think they did, but she's just so terrible at that too. That yeah, I mean they boo her, but I think they're booing her because they she sucks, not because she's a good heel. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> because they're just they don't really want to see her. Yeah, because I don't know if you we were following. I look up a lot of stuff at work. I have a lot of time at work. I look up things. Right. So I was looking up like like the Rousey Rousey and you know Becky Lynch go back and forth on Twitter a lot and Instagram and all that stuff. And Rhonda did like a video where she was like. Basically said everything like all wrestling was fake and this and that and like, which is all you know 
we all know that it's scripted and fake and blah blah. Right. But then, like, where do you go from there when one of your main inventors is like, "This is all fake," but I'm still going to come back and quote unquote wrestle, you know, fake yeah. fight you. Yeah. Like, where do you go? Like, and they never really address that stuff on the show. No. And they, they must have You know that, and that's the, the kind of thing that. WWE 20 years ago would have embraced that kind of thing and made an angle out of it, and it would have been really interesting. But since they don't mention it and that kind of stuff at all, it's kind of insulting. Like, you know. I think they just, like, painted themselves into a corner, and she was just saying a bunch of, like, really dumb shit that they couldn't really, like, do anything with. So they just decided to, like, ignore it, basically. But I think she's going to be gone for a while, so which will be nice. So Nice. I think she broke her hand supposedly oh really in the match yeah i was watching i was rewatching it this morning i couldn't tell when or how right. probably <laughs> probably when one of those like one of those fucking those fucking quote-unquote piper's pits that she does there's like there's like some other drop there's drops that she does that are all like jacked up when she does them yeah she probably like, landed on her hand wrong or something because she doesn't know how to do the moves because <laughs> she's terrible <laughs> Yeah, no, but. it looks like, yeah, broke her hands, lost, rolled up, controversial. Yeah, because, oh, yeah, because at the end, Becky, like, rolled her up into a pin, and they, you know, they counted the pin, but, like, her, her shoulder was up, uh-huh. and, on, and nobody knows if it was supposed to be up, it was supposed to be kind of like a dusty finish, right. or stuff like that, so. Uh, fight some reporter reported the finish was unplanned and that Rousey was angered because the situation made her look bad. It is unclear if the fish was a botch. Yeah. Planned to be controversial. Yeah. And that, but I mean, that, that means it was done really well, you know? Yeah. Either way, it's like you get either more story out of it or you just kind of say, fuck it. Or just, you know, gives her an excuse to take off for a while, I guess. Right. Well, you know, it's actually funny. We were my friend and who's into wrestling at work, and I were talking about this last night about how we wondered how she was going to be able to transition to the WWE because you know she was like famous for for how bad she lost in the uh, w in the <clears throat> MMA world. You know, like that she lost one match and it basically ruined her, and she couldn't fight anymore because it got into her head so bad. And it's like, well, how's she going to deal with? WWE where in your career you're going to get told to go out there and lose and look like a chump hundreds and hundreds mm. and hundreds of times you know yeah I, I, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work and I don't th- I mean I think if she's, she kind of embraced that that might help right and she, I mean she just needs to get her character under control because she's yeah. all over the place yeah because she'll come out because they had Joan Jett playing her theme song. Right. They're live. And Joan Jett's like playing the song and then Ronda Rousey comes out and kinda like smiles at Joan Jett. Yeah. And then like as soon as like she starts walking, she like she she looks you know, she puts on her like her bad face and like walks down like you can't do that. <laughs> like no. you can't just like you can't flip a switch like that and, and just be like happy and then like, Oh wait, I gotta go I gotta go do this thing, I gotta go act like I'm mad now. Yeah. Like we yeah. see you smiling at we see you all the time, so you need to fucking do it all the time. Right. So it's like, and she's like that during the match too. It's like, she's acting like this is like the best woman on the planet. But then like when she gets put into a move, before she's gonna be, get put in this one move, she just like starts begging to not be put in that move. She's like, no, 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 don't do that. No, 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 no. 
was like, that's not, you can't do that. Like that's not your that's not your character. No, you you have to stick to one thing, or at least sort of one thing. Yeah, you can't be like calling everybody a bitch, and then like when you get thrown into this move, go, you can do that. Like that's yeah. not. And then going to like, she basically lost, and like she like she hightails it over to her husband, which she does every time. Like I don't know what that's supposed to do either. Like right. The, the the show technically the show quote unquote is not over yet. Like you're still on you're still on. Like you should still be acting like you're this person. Yeah, I, I it's crazy. She's just terrible. So yeah, I'm not a big fan either. Let's talk more about that Kofi Daniel Daniel match, man. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, I I really That's... thought that it was cool that they didn't have any really big spots, but they had enough drama that it kind of didn't matter that they weren't really doing big spots. No, it was just, like, really, like, just entertaining and, like, just kept my attention. And, like, the the one spot where he jumps off the ring and hits the table, that was yeah. that was, that was oh, great. And we didn't mention the Shane McMahon match either. That was also amazing. Oh, yeah. That was a surprisingly fun match. I thought it was going to be terrible, but I was like, you know what? This is a pretty good, good fun match. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, because Shane McMahon at one point in time was like my favorite wrestler because he was so crazy. Mm. Uh, but you know, he's old and, and can't really be doing that crazy stuff. So it was kind of cool to see him do some crazy stuff, even though it was like when he got chucked off of the guardrail and hit that um, like golf cart. Like that was so brutal to watch. Like I can't imagine that didn't. Like I, I guarantee you, he's still in pain from that right now as we speak. I I can't picture how that was supposed to go. No. Anyway, like, like I don't know. Like was he supposed to hit that golf cart and stay on the golf cart? Like I don't like. I'm not sure. I can't picture how that move was supposed to work. Anyway, yeah. like how was that supposed <laughs> to play out correctly? Because it didn't look like it played out correctly, but I don't know how it was supposed to, to do either. Because yeah. like. Yeah, you're bouncing off that thing either way, and you're hitting concrete either way. Like I don't know how you're not gonna Ugh. hurt yourself. Oh, <laughs> God, it looked like it hurt so terrible. I was like, oh my dude, like I felt like Joey Styles. Like I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's terrible. terrible. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else before we looking through my notes here i took a bunch of notes yesterday by texting i kept texting trevor in the middle of the matches so that i would remember what i wanted to talk about well, i think oh, the, the, what's that about how how much they started promoting television shows like that seems new like, oh, yeah. there were so many freaking different like here's somebody from the impractical jokers and they love wrestling honest <laughs> yeah because the one guy was like yeah i'm glad, just glad to be here and yeah yeah, I can't wait to see that Your Becky Lynch person. Yeah, like what? <laughs> like yeah, and um, and freaking Brock Lesnar's match was such a dud. Like, you know, they'd been he was just such a great champion in that he was super elusive, and you know, only wrestled on the big big cards. Only came out a little while, and I liked that. I thought you know this is cool because it makes it really it's really gonna mean something when he loses his title. But nope, it turns out it didn't mean shit when he lost his title. <laughs> yeah, because like, like obviously, like what Paul Hammond was saying had to be like half true. I was like, if I'm not gonna be main eventing and I'm losing, I want to go on first so I can get out of here. Yeah, yeah. He's got places in Vegas to be. <laughs> yeah, apparently, but then, but then, like when Seth Rollins won, like I, I mean, I didn't hear it. The crowd was like, "Yay!" I guess. Yeah, like, it was just like, okay, I don't really care. Which is, I wish that maybe they they realize that 
at the 11th hour. Like, nobody really... I mean, I wanted to see that match. I thought it was going to be better than that. Yeah. But the fact that, I guess, maybe they just didn't have any confidence in it, so they were just like, let's just throw it on first and get it out, get of, it the out way. of the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Brock can go do stuff, I guess. Yeah. He's got the better things to do than WrestleMania. Yeah, because other than that, I mean, the tag team match was pretty fun. Yeah. The Usos won. And, and like, yeah, the team. It, it was pretty decent. Had some ricochet, which is nice. Now it's your black. Yeah, but I cool. mean, again, that's the thing is there were so many spe- standout matches that the <clears throat> matches that were just okay kind of seemed lackluster <clears throat> compared to the standouts. Oh, the one match, though, it was okay, but the Iconics won, which is awesome. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that the Iconics won. They deserve it. I love the Iconics. I think, you know, and I think they're great because they're the first time that really they were, you know, were saying, okay, we're going to have this girl or women's tag team division but they don't really have any other tag teams that stand out as a tag team it's just like okay hot num- hot chick number one and hot chick number two you know whereas the iconics actually have an image and like the whole thing that you should have with a tag team a good tag team yeah i mean i think people give them shit because they don't think that they're very good like wrestlers but i, I don't think they wrestle enough for me to really say that i just right. i just find them very entertaining and the fact that they're heels I don't think they really need to be good wrestlers. They just yeah. need to be like conniving and yeah. kind of shitty, yeah, which they, they are, which no, is awesome. There's no, <laughs> there's no need for them to be, you know, AJ Styles whenever they can freaking distract the ref with their boobs and sneak out a victory. Or like they did, you know, steal somebody off that was about to make the freaking victory and sneak in, sneak in their victory. That's like the best way for them to win ever. And they cut like massive, like great promos. So like yeah. that's like half. That's even like sometimes more important than the wrestling. Sometimes absolutely, absolutely. Because <sighs> you know, if you had a whole card of nothing but great technical wrestlers, it wouldn't be entertaining. Just like if you had a, a whole card of just people who could cut really good promos, it would be probably a little more entertaining. But it still wouldn't be <laughs> enough to sell the whole package. You know, so you need somebody that can cut a promo like that to <clears> kind of pick up the slack of the people who can't. Yeah. Did you have? To, did you see up to? Did you see John Cena come back? No. Uh. Uh-uh. With his with his thugonomics, he came out with his, as as Doctor Doctor Thugonomics. Nice. <laughs> got like a promo on Elias. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. That could be a good. I could see that being a really good feud. That was fun, but I mean, it was good. I mean, yeah. If you have a chance, go go watch that last match though, because I think it's still pretty good. That's cool. Yeah, I'll check it out whenever. Uh, I'll check it out whenever I get back up to Patrick's house. So, cool. All right. Well, I guess we're at the half-minute mark, and I guess we'll go back to movies as usual, and movies with a little <laughs> wrestling smattered into it next week. Yeah. Outro here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, stay tuned, guys, and we will be back at you next week. Hunting season is over. That's why you don't want to have a baby. Your marriage at the police department, not me. I say goodbye. Betrayals, Hans.